Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 61. Season 2, episode 10. How's it going, man? It's going good. How's it going with you? It's going great. Yeah? So uh, Adderall's kicked in? <laughs> it has kicked in. I'm happy. I've got a beer. You're evening it out with, uh, let me look at this, you're drinking a little Red's Strawberry Ale. No, it's a beer. That's like a girl's drink, dude. Come dude, on. Dude, I found out I was... Real beer. Get a I have a gluten something. allergy. I can't drink beer anymore. Gluten sucks. That's, that's a made-up allergy, dude. Uh, you saw my face when I broke out the last time. It looked like a freaking beehive had stung me in the face. So. You shaved your beard. No. Oh, I did trim it because... Yeah, you did. You know how it was long and pointy? I just noticed that. I was. I went to trim it one day and... Yeah, but it was coming in nice and full. You were, well, looking, like, you were looking like Ron, man. I know. And, and I trimmed it like kind of pointy. And I trimmed a little bit too much, and so then I tried to balance it out, and it just kept getting shorter and shorter. So now I'm trying to get it back. All right, all right. Well, so, I've got my summer trim on mine right now. I almost got depressed when I first saw it, too. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, it still looks all right. So what did you do with legit. guns this week, man? Well, uh, you know, we had to send the – I don't think we talked about it, but we had to send the – Lionheart? Yeah, we had to send the Lionheart back due to some failures to eject issues mm-hmm. that we were having. Yep. Uh, we got in touch with Josh Wee there, so I've been talking with Josh. He's been out of out of uh, state for a while, so just got in touch with him today, and they are on the ball with that. We should have that back within the week or so. Yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, I think probably what it was is it was a T&E gun that a couple of other people had had prior to us, mm-hmm. and those things are in such high demand right now. As soon as they get them in, they're just, you know, quickly cleaning them and turning them around and shipping them out to the next... For more reviews. Yeah, the next... Um, Tester and evaluator? Yeah, T and ear. And uh, I think they probably just didn't test this one a little close. To, I'm thinking it's something with the extractor, but I don't know. But, you know, he's going to get back with us listening on that. Uh, and they've been awesome with us, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from from day one, once we had some concerns about it, I mean, they were on it. So they said send it back. We sent it back, and uh, uh, no questions so far. So nice. we'll, we'll see. We'll get more info, more info to come on that. And I didn't get to go to uh, the range this week. Haven't been to the range. Still working on the 300, trying to get uh, our gunsmith nailed down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to go to plan B. Well, he listens, so. I know. This is the way to get him. <laughs> apparently, apparently it doesn't phase him. So we're going to set a date. We're going to set a go-live deadline date. Yeah. And... Come it. hell or high water, it's going to get done. Cool. So it may, I may put the sun together backwards, but it'll get done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about you? What, what you got going on? Uh, this week, I didn't do a whole lot. Today, I got to do some stuff. I went down to Northside Guns to kind of help them out with some wed stuff, and then they had to go pick up some ammo from Vet Made Ammo. So I went to help them load that up, and then they needed to test out some of the rounds. So we went out to this little farm in the middle of nowhere, middle Tennessee, and uh, shot off some some of their test rounds. Are those reloads? Yeah, they're all reloads. They're all reloads. But uh, they they have some serious quality control. I mean, not white glove stuff, but they check every round as it comes through there. So yeah, have they, they got like a, a manufacturing process, or is it all hand done? It's all handloads. They have uh, three. I think they had three Dillon pre- precision presses, mm-hmm. and so they're loading all those. How many people they got? Oh. Three? Three or four? Three-man operation. Yeah, but they're pumping out probably 5,000 rounds a day. Dang. Yeah, so they're not doing too bad at all. Do you secure us any 300 blackout? No, they don't do 300 blackout. They don't. (laughs) No. Right now, they're just all handgun calibers. Also, we were helping our buddy Rob Pincus, buddy, mentor, sponsor. Uh, He's trying to get on the ballot for the NRA board of directors. And, uh, you know, we were doing some both. There's a special seat that they've got. Um, Is it the 23rd? 
third seat or something? Uh, something like that. I don't uh, know. To go to our Facebook page, we've got a link on there. You can go to Rob's, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and check that out there. If but were, it's a write-in uh, ballot. You have to write his name in on it. Uh, if you're a lifetime member just or... Just for if, the ballot. Yeah, if you're a lifetime member or you've been a standing member for, what, five years or longer, you get so. a ballot automatically, and that's how but you... regardless, ask for it anyway. Right. And write in Rob Pincus Bexley B E X L E Y Ohio. Yeah, and he's starting his new tour, his new his new PDN tour. Yeah, part of it's here today. We're gonna go have right uh, after the show. We're gonna go meet up with him. Yep, we have a special guest with us today. We usually always have special guests with us because <laughs> we can't carry the show. By that's ourselves. right, we can't do it by ourselves. When we've had our <laughs> loan shows, everybody that's when we get the bad negative comments. Oh, actually, before I introduce our guest, we got a negative comment. On iTunes, our first one, gosh, in months and months. Just one? Where somebody said we were trite, and we didn't understand how trite we were. Trite? Trite. Trite. What does he mean by trite? Uh, I don't know. Is it he or is she? It it didn't say. It's just one of those, like, past name, code names. But, uh... Okay. Yeah, they said, they start off with Youth Zombie Gun Talk. Check out episode 58, the Africa episode with the safari. I went back and listened. We didn't talk about zombies the entire time. So I don't That'd know. be a first. It, it could be somebody just. It's just another hater. Speaking of zombies, did you watch The Walking Dead? No, last and don't week? tell me a word. Oh my gosh, it's don't it's like me. one of the best episodes. Don't tell me that don't, they've had yet. Don't tell me. <laughs> so now we'll introduce our. Yeah, guests. it sucked. Daryl got killed, but um, gentleman <laughs> by the name of Mitch Mustaine. If you follow football, uh, I know we've got a lot of listeners out there that follow him, especially if you're a Razorback, Razorback or a Trojan. And we're talking about the the guys that ride horse, not the other Trojans. Mitch, how you doing, man? Doing well. How about you guys? Good. Where are you where are you uh, at today, Mitch? I'm at uh, San Antonio, Texas, somewhere on I-35. San Antonio. Very now, cool. did you get to do anything with guns this week? Sounds like you're doing something with them right now. I know. Uh, yeah, uh, dry fire is about it. Where nice. I'm at. Yeah, I haven't done much. Now, have y'all started practice yet? And we'll get a little little bit more into what you're doing now. But have y'all started yet? Yeah, we started practice uh, a few weeks ago. I think we're going on our second week of the season right now. Okay, gotcha. So we played last Saturday. We've got a game tomorrow. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, we're going full swing in it already. So, so is your pre pre game pump up music going to be the talking lead show? <laughs> what time is it there? Uh, we'll probably have it posted by around five. We'll we'll send you the song. <laughs> Yeah. All right, that'll work. Actually, hey, the, first, great... the first 40 seconds is heavy metal if you like metal. So Now it is time for the Jack Wagon of the Week. Hey, Ralph, Semper Pi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. So this week, our Jack Wagon, we... We did a media blast I got, the day I got it was a, happening. I got several. Let's stick with one or two. I know, I'm, and I'm torn you know, who to throw on it, but obviously the most obvious one right. would be who we've been posting and, and Instagramming here lately um, is the BATF and their uh, ordeal with Aries Armor mm-hmm. out in California. Is it Cupertino? Uh, nation. Nation City. Oceanside? Nation. Right. I think they're down in uh, north towards San Diego, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So what had ha- originally happened was the ATF came to the owner of Aries Armor and said, we want a list of all your customers that bought the 80% lowers that the ATF all of a sudden are deeming illegal because well, they, they wanted to inspect parts. their facilities and they wanted that list. Well, they, they have colored parts on the, on the 80% lowers that show you where to drill. So they're saying, well, because of that, it's a firearm. It's not an 80% lower. I don't know why they're doing that. Anyways, the Aries Armor said no. 
And they even went to as far as to use the proper channels and went to the court system and said, we want a temporary restraining order. They restrained them from, from a raid, yep. from being raided. They stopped them like, like hours before they were coming in. Yep. They so got a judge's order that came in. But then some reason, somehow, some way, it got reversed. Yep. And like... Two days later, next day, something like that, they came in, busted down their doors. There's videos of it, pictures of it, and raided them. Superseded the original court order. Wanted li- This is the thing that bothered me. They wanted a list of people who legally purchased a legal item at the time, which bothers the hell out of me. I could see if, uh, not saying it's right, but I could see legally if at some point the ATF said, okay, these are now illegal, which I don't think they should be illegal. Of course, we... Talking late, I think they should be legal. But if they said, okay, these are now illegal, now we want to hear of anybody that bought them since we deem them illegal. But no, that's not what they wanted. But they they wanted a list they of everybody. They haven't deemed them illegal. Them. They're not deemed, they're not illegal. They've claimed they have, but. Yeah, but they're not. It's got to be. 80% in- lowers are still still legal to, to purchase <clears throat> uh, as a non firearm, yeah. not going through an FFL. So basically, these agents went in there. I don't know if it was. I don't, I don't even want to speculate. Could have been a vendetta. Could have been any number of reasons that they decided yeah. to do this. Yeah, I mean, until, until the full story comes out, I mean, there's no sense in anybody speculating as to what happened. But, I mean, there's obvious uh, constitutional rights that have been violated here, and there needs to be a very thorough investigation of, of what went down there. So welcome to the jack wagon train, you guys. What was your other one? Wanting to throw this uh, police superintendent of Chicago on the jack wagon train too. His name's Gary McCarthy. They've had a a drop this year, three months um, in uh, gun crime, gun related crimes, and he is attributing it solely to his plans and his tactics that he's put in place since he's been in office there. Uh, as, as to this drop in in crime, which just also happens to be happens to be the you know worst time of year for weather, and I think they've had some pretty pretty bad winter weather up there too which tends to keep people indoors mm-hmm. and, you know, and going out and and committing mayhem and murder and crime yep. uh but then also you know chicago has recently had their right to carry firearms now you know their their carry permits uh i think that's probably got a lot to do with it also well surprise surprise yeah. <laughs> people can carry guns and the crime goes down. and the crime goes down but no this wow. this guy wants to attribute it to his hard knock tactics and uh take no prisoner kind of attitude i guess is <laughs> gary mccarthy i don't know i'm gonna throw him on the jack wagon train but he's 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 he's, he's trailing behind it he's, he's on the radar he's sitting on the what do you call it when you wait on the train the train station <laughs> do we have like a jack wagon uh fish in finder waiting. fish <laughs> finder in the engineer yeah. thing yeah he's a jack wagon in waiting <laughs> Well, like we said, we got a guest, Mitch Mustaine, left hand. You want to tell us a little bit about what we can read about him yeah. before he actually gives us the real yeah. stories? <laughs> Mitch Mitch Mustaine was one of the most highly decorated high school football players in history, winning every National Player of the Year award and was recruited by nearly every major college football program in the United States during 2005-2006 school year. He played sparingly in his first game at Arkansas but was named the starting quarterback by the second game of the season and achieved a record of 8-0 and 
as a true freshman starter. Now, Mitch, interrupt him at any point because left hand tends to like to read entire like five page letters on the show. That was so. it. I'm oh, that's it. I'm, I think I, I just that was had a, a heart pretty, attack. I thought that was a that pretty was good. good, pretty good intro. But then after Arkansas, you went where, Mitch? Uh, transferred to USC in Southern California. Yeah, and you had to sit out a year because of the the uh, transfer rules, right? Right, and I had my red shirt still, so I used that, so I didn't lose a year. Oh, nice, oh, cool. Can't beat that. And then you got to play with some other big-name quarterbacks while you are at USC, too, right? Yeah, uh, well, John David Booty was there, was still there when I got there. <laughs> that name. <laughs> <laughs> Booty. Booty out of Shreveport. So uh, he was there, and then uh, Sam, Mark Sanchez was there, and then Matt Barkley came in uh, for my last two seasons. What year did you transfer? Uh, 07. God, you're young. <laughs> he was born in 88, February 27th, 1988. Yep. Which I was February 24th is my birthday. I'm barely older than you, though. Yeah. <laughs> quite, a, quite a bit. Hey, can we nominate uh, Fred Phelps for the... Fred Phelps? For the dingbat of the... What do you call it? Jackwagon of the Week? Jackwagon of the Week. Yeah. What do you do? God. <laughs> Fred Phelps was the uh, the that church, uh, that radical church. What was that called? Oh, West- the Westboro Baptist Church? Yes. Yeah. He died? He was another one that I was thinking of. Thank you for, for mentioning that, Mitch. Yes, he, he passed away. Okay. I, I want to clap, but I'm not going to because, yeah. wow. But he definitely deserves a place on the jack wagon train. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll take your nomination, and uh, by unanimous vote, uh, he is he is on it. All right. Bitch, we ask a few questions of everybody that comes on the show. Um, we know you're big into firearms. We, we hooked up on Instagram recently. Right. How did you originally get into firearms? Uh, you know, I, I, I grew up with them just being uh, – you know, we lived out in the country when I was growing up, and I, I grew up, always had a BB gun or of some sort, even with the trouble that got me into. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, moved up, obviously, to the twenty two long rifle and, and, and that sort of thing, and just kept going. Uh, you know, when I was young, probably eight or so, got my first 12-gauge, you know, did a lot of hunting, bird hunting, uh, got into deer hunting, just that sort of thing. You know, I think about, like, every kid that grows up in the country does. It just, it's a part of life. Right. Do you remember remember what your first shotgun was? Yeah, because I still have it. It's a, uh, is, I want to say it's Harrington and Richards, H&R. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just, you know, break, break action, uh, single shot. Still have it. It still functions perfect. And uh, it's still one of my favorite 12-gauges. So, Very love cool. that thing. When it comes to pop culture... What's your go-to movie, book, song, video game, whatever it may be? What's uh, uh, that involves firearms? Uh, yeah, good. I mean, you know, I'm a big Western fan. You know, anything with with John Wayne or Clint Eastwood or uh, you know, anybody else for that matter. So, oh, uh, see, that gives me hope. Somebody that's in a younger generation, you're, like you're in still the in your twenties, right? Twenty, twenty-six. Yeah, twenty-six. Yeah, yeah. See that that just makes me happy. <laughs> Yeah. I do. I love westerns. That's always been kind of my go-to. I, you know, I love the, the you know the old six shooters. You know, the Winchester ninety-four, that type deal. In terms of modern stuff, you know, obviously the the I guess the the biggest thing for our generation would be, you know, like Call of Duty, that sort of thing. Hoorah! Mm-hmm. You know, you get to play with all the guns that you never get to in the real world. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, there really isn't a whole lot. I don't think. Uh, you know, I, I you know I mill around the usual stuff and, and keep up. I kind of follow that that type crowd on Instagram and, and whatnot. And that kind of keeps me in the loop. So you, uh, you a gamer? Not really. I haven't played, uh, I don't think I've played a video game since I left college, you know, three, four years ago. So you've been kind of busy, haven't you? Yeah, a little bit. And it's just one of those things that, you know, I don't really feel like packing up gaming systems every time I move somewhere. So (laughs) 
They do tend to be tedious to pack up. Easier to just throw your clothes in a bag and next stop. Yeah, it is. You know, about the closest I get to a video game is a flight simulator. So, oh, you're on your pilot license? Uh, I don't. I have about 30 hours. My brother's a pilot, and so we, we go up pretty frequently. Cool. Left hand's a pilot, and I've got about 15 hours under my belt. There you go. Oh. Got my degree in aerospace. <laughs> Do you want that on the air? <laughs> Who cares? I think we've said it before. Yeah, um, my, he went to school to fly. So Nice. That's that's what I did. I started off pro-pilot, and I switched to um, administration. Yeah, I think that's what he did, actually. It's exact same course. He went to Henderson State in uh, Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, they got a good flight program out there. So. Now, when it comes to what you have in your arsenal or have had in the past, has there ever been a gun that there's a little bitty part of you that's kind of embarrassed to say, yeah, I had one of those? No. I think the closest I would have would maybe, not really. I, every <laughs> gun I've had has been, you know, pretty decent fine. I haven't, you know, I think the closest I came, I almost bought a uh, Ruger SR9 once, or I, I thought about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, cooler like, heads prevailed, right? Do what? Yeah, I just I, <laughs> I remember shooting it at a uh, at an indoor range in LA one time, and I love the way it shoots. Wonderful. Uh, I, I I still hold that it shoots a great shooting gun. Um, but in terms of you know the overall package, I, I think that would have been a bad choice. Yeah, one of the guns I shot today was the the Ruger 380, but same kind of style. Right? I did not like that gun which, at all. Which one? The little Ruger SR 380 or SR. Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's like the SR9, but it's the 380 yeah. version. Or, yeah, something like that. It's not the LCP, is it? LCP, no. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hated that thing. See, that's, that's, my brother has that. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I fired it. I, I I think for a small 380, it's, you, you know, it's hard to beat. For one that size, I had a uh, a Ruger, or not a Ruger, a uh, SIG uh, P232 for a while. Oh, nice. Which I loved. It's a it's a great gun. It's it's a tack driver, you know, inside of 10, 15 yards, but it's kind of big for a seven shot three eighty. So Yeah, sure. A little large. I have the the L C P nine. Right. The L C nine. The yeah, the L C nine and the trigger the trigger travel and I hated it. Oh, that's right. I remember it's you just, got that. Yeah. And you got rid of it quick. Yeah. yeah. Like two inches, two inch trigger and mm-hmm. uh, well, it, it felt like three days. Yeah, <laughs> so I sold it to Pepper's dad. <laughs> now, is there he ever, likes it. He loves it. I mean, it's not for everybody, but it's still a good gun. Has there ever been a gun you had that you got rid of that you wish you had back? Absolutely. Uh, my there's two of them. Well, kind of two of them. One of them for sure is my I had a Gen two Glock nineteen mm. that I got for like three forty or three fifty out the door. Uh, it was a police trade in with night sights and, you know, it was, it was pretty well beat up, you know, but the night sights still worked on it. And like any Glock, you know, you spend 10 bucks and you replace all the springs and whatnot on it. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a brand new gun. Yeah. I love that thing. It, it was, it was more accurate than I could be with it. And, uh, I put several thousand rounds through it, you know, ran it through sand, dirt, all kinds of stuff and never had a problem with it. I ended up trading it off for an EOTech. Uh, XPS two zero one time and uh, you know <laughs> it's a nice sight. Yeah, you know it wasn't bad. It was a good trade, but uh, you know to this day I, I carry a full size you know Glock seventeen. But I, I wish I had that that nineteen back. It's kind of hard to find them for that price and unmolested. Yeah, they're they're out there though. You look hard enough, you can definitely yeah. find them. I saw one the other day, but it was going for about five fifty. You know, for a Gen two. Yeah. No, Gen dude, I'll hook you up with some sights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. That's what I was thinking. I was like, "Holy cow!" You know, I, I, I've got mine like I said for about three fifty out the door with with sights on it. And uh, yeah, 
I'm not. There's no way. If you I can get pay. Gen threes for you know four fifty five hundred bucks. So I got my Gen three used. You know, I say used. It was quote used, but it was like the guy. It still had the original, uh, you know, factory lube on it, and it it had already been shot at all. You couldn't tell it had. And I got walked out with four fifty for it. So. Yeah. I'm not paying $600 by the time you do transfer fees and all that. Your bucket list when it comes to uh, the next just got to have firearm, what's that, what's that on your list? Um, uh, two of those right now. One would be SIG Mark 25. I absolutely love those. My Probably before that, though, I'll go with a uh, some sort of clone of a uh, Mark 18 Mod 1, you know, 10.5 for 10.3-inch barrel, that sort of deal. That's what I had that EOTech on. I had a uh, Bushmaster Bushmaster 10.5-inch upper with the EOTech and all that, you know, just decked out. I, I crylined it, all kinds of stuff, had it all down, and ended up selling that when I went and played with the White Sox. Did you say you crylined it? <laughs> I cried on the hell out of it, and I, I <laughs> absolutely cool. loved it. So the the P226 MK25, is that the one that you're talking about in the SIG? Yeah. Yeah, I just got one of those for Christmas. Did you? Oh, yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, absolutely I, I love, love it. it. I, uh, before I even you know got into real big into it, I, I went and shot one of those and had taken a teammate of mine to the uh, to an indoor range, and we got a, uh, we got a 226 and an HK USP nine, and I hated that thing. I, I, the HK, I, yeah, I think they look cool, and I was like, man, these these are gonna be sweet. They are the biggest. They were, you know, it's like I'm holding a brick in your hand and shooting nine millimeter out of it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I just and, got offered a trade on one of those today. Did you? Yeah, I turned. You it down. may like it though, because how tall nah. are you, Mitch? I'm about six three. All right, so you got probably bigger hands too, right? Yeah, I don't know. I you know, I, I feel like every time somebody measures me, I shrink and my hands get smaller. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say I have pretty average hands, maybe a little bit larger than average. Well, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe because I have, if it's smaller hands, that like, that like the USP is a little bit better. Didn't, I don't know. Didn't we shoot that one at the Armory, National Armory? Yeah, and you didn't like it, right? No, I didn't okay. like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I hated it. And uh, my teammate, we ended up switching. He had the 226, and when we switched, and uh, he absolutely loved that, and I loved the 226. So I, that worked out pretty well. But ever good. since then, I've I've just had had an itch for one, and I've I've had just about everything but that. So eventually, I'll get to it. You've been around to a lot of different places. You know, you started off in Arkansas, which of course we don't even have to say what the gun culture is like there. Very it's similar to Tennessee. Very similar to here. Yeah. Then you go to. L.A. Uh-huh. What what was that like being Culture a gun shot. guy going down there, or was were you was it like not a big deal? Uh, there's plenty of guns in L.A. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dude, just not for the people that it can legally have them. Yeah. <laughs> not for the openness that you have, like in Arkansas, right? A lot of Tech Nines. There, there's uh, if you if you dig around a little bit, there's there's quite a bit there. You know, obviously the laws in California. I always said I, I love the territory of California. I hate the state. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, it's there. The demand is there, and the the culture is there. You just have to find it, uh, and it can be a little bit weird. It's not as open, and I think people are a little less. Uh, you know, they're a little apprehensive to put it out in the open. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, there's, there's cowguns.net and whatnot online, but you know, out front, there's not a lot of gun shops that are that are open, and one, the ones that are, you know, they're very expensive. And were obviously, you able, were you able to do any shooting while you were down there? Go to any ranges or? Or anything, yeah, do any hunting? The Angeles Shooting Range uh, in uh, Glendale, just north of L.A., is a good one. Oh, they uh, have, like, single-shot Glocks? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, you'd, you'd think they did. Uh, <laughs> you know, you go in there, and, and you know, so that that's a good shooting range. And then if you drive out, uh, I think in Riverside County and uh, San Bernardino County, you're allowed to shoot off the highway. So Wow. 
if yeah, yeah I, absolutely. My roommate and I, we'd go about halfway to Vegas, you know, about two hours, and we turn off. There's a, I think it was Harvard Road. You turn off and head north, and uh, it just turns into dirt, and you cross the Marine Corps tank tracks. I mean, you're way out there. We go about 15, 20 miles out off the road, and you don't have to. I think if you're, I think you have to be like a half mile off the road or something, but we'd go way out, and we'd go camping and shooting and all that stuff. And that was completely legal. Yeah, it's completely legal Sweet. as long as your, your weapon's legal. You know, but in L.A. County, certainly not. You know, it's too too populated. But there's indoor ranges. There's one right downtown. Uh, there's another one near the airport. And then about the best gun shop is uh, Martin Redding. Uh, Century City or Culver City? I think Culver City. That, you know, other than that, they're pretty hit and miss. You know, but like I said, you can dig around for it and find it. Well, I know California is our biggest downloaded state. We have more listeners in California than any other state in the United States. So the, the people are there. The, the gun lovers yeah, are there. Absolutely. You know, like I said, the demand's there and the, the culture's there. It's just, uh, you know, they're, they've got a lot of resistance, uh, and, and there's a lot of stupid going on there. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Yeah. A lot of stupid going on. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. From California, where, where did you end up next? Uh, I ended up, I did a two week stint in Canada, really did not enjoy that at all. So came back from there, ended up back home. What for part the, of Canada? Uh, I was in Hamilton. Hamilton. Uh, just, We've yeah. got some friends that uh, that listen to the show that, that are up there. We have a lot of kids. We have a lot of yeah. I was talking in particular Brian and and Trevor mm-hmm. and um, well Matthew. Yeah, Matthew McClatchy. Yeah, McClatchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's not a, a very gun friendly place. You know, it's it's you know they do their best to restrict it and, and whatnot. Yeah, and they're getting they're getting hit with more restrictions here recently too. Mm-hmm. Uh, our last was it last episode or episode before last? Last episode we had uh, read the. Something like the that. latest antics that's going on up there. So. They're actually trying to create a registry. That's well, they're the doing like step. they're doing like the BTAF did with Aries. With Aries yeah. is like, hey, this is legal, and then all of a sudden they deem it illegal. Nah, it's not. Now anymore. all these people have this, so now they're in violation of the law. Uh, there's a couple of firearms, two or three firearms that that made their their um, restricted list that weren't previously on it. That people had. But that people had a majority, uh, not majority, but a lot of the people had, and. By virtue of them doing that, then that put those people as illegal gun owners for those firearms. Mm. At that yeah. Well, I mean, none of that is is incidental either. I mean, they they know what people have, and they know yeah, you know, they're going to ban the most popular stuff. And they know the gonna controversy get, they're going to cause by doing it. And, and California's done. You know, obviously they they've been restricted in what they can do to some degree. Uh, just by federal law, but in terms of their list, you know, their approved list and whatnot, and what's on it, you know, I don't even know if the Gen 4 Glock has ever made it on. I know it wasn't when I was there. You know, and, and they, you know, there's so many hoops and hurdles and, and whatnot, and they really make it kind of a pain in the ass for people to jump through it and, and get to it, and they make it expensive, and, and, you know, I think that's, they try to deter people, but they're deterring the wrong people. I mean, obviously, if, if you want to go out and get a gun to, to do some damage, uh, the last thing you're going to do is put your name on a piece of paper. You're going to go find somebody and yeah. yeah, I bet. I bet if you walked around long enough and asked enough questions, uh, you know, in the city, you know, you could probably get a pistol by the end of the night. So sure, it might come in a and brown bag. But. And that's usually well, that's usually how the criminals do it. And yep. that's what you know. The point is, these laws don't don't affect criminals. Laws don't affect criminals nope. <laughs> because by definition, they're breaking the law. That's what makes them a criminal. Right. But it gives them, you know, it gives the politicians something to do and, and something to feel good about. So whatever we're, you know, I don't know, whatever they want to do. Yeah, with it. we we got to calm on their bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So where where did you go after Canada? I ended up so that I went home that fall and ended up trying out with the White Sox and, and doing that. So I ended up in Arizona. From, so you played uh, baseball too? I did. Okay. Ended up in, in Arizona in uh, the west side in Glendale and uh, did 
let's see, I was there from the 1st of March to uh, the middle of June, and then from That's there... very gun-friendly up there. Arizona is about as gun-friendly <laughs> as you can get in the yeah. state. Yeah, very much. I, you know, I didn't do much of it at the time. Uh, I spent most of that time training, but, you know, I, it would come full circle here this past year, but ended up from there, went to uh, Bristol, Virginia, played there, and then ended up in North Carolina. How was Virginia? Um, I'm not real Bristol's, familiar with, with Virginia. Bristol's an interesting place. Uh, <laughs> it's right up. Uh, you want to elaborate on that? Well, it's it's half Bristol, Tennessee, half Bristol, Virginia, and it's, uh, uh, you hear a lot of banjos? <laughs> A lot of banjos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but as far as their gun culture goes, is it very similar to Tennessee and Virginia? I think. I, yeah, I, 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 you know, I think Virginia has, or at least in the last year or two, I think they've kind of faced some some opposition. But mm-hmm. uh, at the time, you know, it was pretty. And like I said, you know, I had I had a, a carry permit and uh, didn't really get to shoot much. I mean, with our schedule, there wasn't a lot of time for it. But how long have you had your permit? Uh, two years. Two okay. years. Is it an Arkansas permit or? It is. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's valid in 40 states or close to. I think Arkansas and yeah. Tennessee's reciprocity is identical because we, yeah. we drove through to go to the um, uh, NRA meetings last year, and we were reading all the laws as we are on the road trip. And I think do you Arkansas do that? Do you check so. out what the, the local laws are when you know you're going to be traveling with, any, I do. with your uh, firearm? Anywhere from, from the West Coast to the East Coast, I'm good to go, You know, with the exception of Illinois. Now, do you do any plane travel with your firearm? Uh, yeah, if you know, it depends on the trip. Um, you know, if I'm going any long term, or if I'm going to a place that allows me to carry, I do. Yeah. If I go to California, I don't. It's a little uh, short term trip. You don't go through the hassle, do you? Uh, or do you? It, I mean, you might. I don't know. I mean, I I don't. If I'm just gonna be there like a day or two. Yeah, usually not. Like I said, it depends. You know, it depends on who I'm flying. You know, if you're on Southwest and you get a free check bag, I, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'll put a little bag on there. I think it's worth it. If you're going, you know, like I said, if I'm going to California for a couple of days, like I went back for Thanksgiving, uh, I didn't. It's just not worth the the energy and the fight, and mm-hmm. you know, hoping that the, the TSA agent on the on the other end knows the law. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a big hope. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's. I, I haven't had very much trouble, and I've been traveling with with firearms for years now. But every once in a while, you'll hit one that that isn't really sure what's going on, or you'll get one with a bit of an attitude. That, that yeah, a buddy of ours, um, Mark McGinnis, mm-hmm. Commander McGinnis, remember that story he told us about um, traveling through the airport with his kids that time? And mm-hmm. Grammy put a toy gun in the suitcase yep. of one of the kids. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what episode that was, but yeah, we uh, had, well, we had a, do you have any horror stories commander. about, about the, uh, TSA? Uh, not relating to, to firearms. Well, go you ahead, know, give them like, a jab. What what was it? <laughs> <laughs> they tase you? No, uh, like I said, I haven't had too much trouble. Uh, you know, I, I've accidentally, I've probably the opposite. I mean, every time I go by, it seems like they're kind of sleeping on the job. I went through one time, <laughs> uh, um, and, and had, I was going home for the holiday. So I was going for a good bit and, you know, obviously playing on hunting and whatnot. So I packed up my knives had had been out uh, pretty late the night before and and wasn't really thinking clear and uh <laughs> and i did my packing so i got up late that morning and had to throw some stuff last minute while well, i put my jacket through the the handle you know the, the the uh handles on my duffel bag and threw my knives in the pocket and thought okay well when i get to the airport i'll i'll put them in the check bag and and go on oh yeah you forgot well, I, I totally forgot you know i'm walking through with you know a couple of four inch knives and uh so i like i said all i wanted to do is get through security and eat i was so hungry and i'd i've been up all night I'd, I'd been drinking a little bit i breeze through security i get to i get some food i sit down in this corner by myself just staring out the window and about halfway through 
my breakfast, I was like, oh, crap. I reached down, and sure enough, my knives were still there. They hadn't even... I hadn't even looked at them. Oh my so. gosh! So you got through. You got through oh, security wow. with them. That's kind of scary. I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, it's scary as hell. <laughs> it's, it's good you didn't have to go through the hassle, but yeah, it's it, it is. It, you know, I, I I was I was relieved, and then I thought, oh, you know, that that's you know, and then I go through. Of course, I've had my cologne taken two or three times, which is just <laughs> absurd. You know, and I'm thinking, really? Hey, come on, it's it's you're gonna it's, make it's, you're gonna make the pilot smell good. And I had a I had a a, a little bitty uh, buck knife, you know, one of those little pocket knife buck knives that I'd forgot I had in my pocket and had it taken and of course i paid them and it was an old one that i had you know i didn't want to lose it even though i know you know you can buy a new one for nothing right some I, sentimental value yeah i paid like five dollars and put an envelope for them to ship it and it never showed up so they you know they pocketed that and hell yeah oh, of course that's what they're looking for they're not looking they for just want free knives and guns. And- they're looking for stuff that they can pocket <laughs> Uh, They're not all that way. I'm teasing. But I've also had a couple that have helped me out before. You know, I I had one in Phoenix one time. I I was traveling, and again, one of those things I just didn't really plan ahead very well. I'm not a I'm not a great traveler in terms of you know advanced packing and whatnot. I usually pack the the very late night before early morning. But uh, I I went through and I totally forgot about having a hard case because I'm so used to driving everywhere that I don't I don't worry about it. You know, mm-hmm. I just put it in whatever I have or I usually carry it on me or in my seat or whatever. And uh totally forgot about the hard case and uh the TSA lady was really cool about it. She's like, "Look, she's like, go in this place." I I was like, "Man, nobody here has a hard case I can put it in." She's like, "Okay, well, go in here, grab this computer case." She's like, "It's not technically a hard case, but I'll let it go." It was hard enough that she would consider it a hard case. So I you know, I, who knows what I dropped on that fifty bucks? But <laughs> she, you know, she helped me out. She kind of let me buy with cool. one. Of and, and the majority of those people are very helpful, and yeah. they do do great job. You know, yeah, but there's you know, there, that one jack wagon in a you know a hundred that's got a yeah. bad, having a bad day, and he's taking it out on everybody else. Yeah, and you see it. It kind of depends on where you're at. Obviously, in California, you're going to get hit pretty hard if you try anything. But uh, you know, that was in Arizona. Anytime I go through my home airport in Arkansas. You know, it's never an issue. They're always really good about stuff for the most part. You know, I, I think TSA is pretty well hit and miss, and they're, I don't think their hiring standards are quite what they should be, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, so now you're in San Antonio now, right? That's right. How long have you been town. there? Uh, I've been three, going on four weeks now. Okay, so relatively short time then. You yeah, probably hadn't short. had a good idea of, of the culture there, but, I mean, it's Texas, so. Yeah, you know, I spent a good amount of time here and before, you know, growing up. I've got family here, so uh, nothing too new. One of the things about our show is we bring people that aren't always in the firearms community is for their careers. Like, we've had NASCAR drivers on the show. We've had two different NASCAR drivers, but they're pro-gun. We've had people that own different businesses on the show dog that aren't trainers. gun-related. Dog trainers. You being a professional athlete what do you kind of see with the gun culture in professional sports i mean, I know a lot of what we get through espn <laughs> or everything else is you know gilbert yeah, arenas flashing right a gun and in, in the locker room Plexco, stuff like that what's his but, name yeah are there a lot more responsible gun owners in professional Pac-Man sports Jones. than what we usually see uh i'd say absolutely I, I think that goes for for society at large you know they're never going to show you know the responsible citizens that are that are not only taking up you know carrying arms but but practicing and, and you know being vigilant and and whatnot I've experienced pretty well the same thing I guess there's two things you know the dichotomy between you know baseball and football a lot of that's just you know the guy a lot there's a few guys I played baseball with that carried 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we always talked about it and we're going through and, and whatnot. Football, you don't see it quite as much. And I think a lot of that's where I've been, right. a lot where I've played football, mostly on the West Coast. You know, there's just not a, a you're not allowed to carry and stuff like that. And like I said, it's just not uh, as open a deal. Uh, and the other part's just the race deal. I, I, and I, you know, obviously I say this in the in the best way. You know, there is a stigma, I think, within the black community at large with firearms in general and certainly carrying firearms. And and I've had talks with a lot of my teammates about it, you know, when they find out I carry and they ask about it, you know, why I do and whatnot. And we talk about it a lot. And what I, what I seem to get is that they feel that they perceive it inviting trouble and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunate. You know, I, I there, there's a lot of guys, you know, I, I think... If they had the, the the exposure to it early on, certainly now there's a lot of guys I follow on IG um, that are into it and have, have been great ambassadors for it. So sure. tell them to go listen to last week's episode when we had uh, Argo J on from YouTube. Yeah, there's Argo J. There's yep. uh, Spiral. Is yep. that how you say it? Spiral. Uh, who else? Modern Gunfighter. You know, there, there's quite a few. I'm sure there's a lot more. Uh, uh, Coleon Noir. You know, these guys have been been wonderful. I yep. think, for, you know, not only for the black community in that, but just the community at large. Sure. And, and I, I wish, you know, and I've done obviously my part to expose my teammates to it. And a lot of them have a, have a huge interest in it. And a couple of them have even taken up, have purchased guns and, and go shooting and whatnot and gotten into it. So it's been good for the most part. Are you? Do you do any competition shooting? I don't. I have not. I've uh, never. I looked into it one time when I was in California doing like IDPA or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just never got into it. The time really hasn't been there. With with the guys, especially in the football side, I, I kind of got a theory. For some reason, there's more linemen, offensive and defensive, that are into firearms than any other position. I, I mean, know, I know you're I a know quarterback. You're but, with this. Well, we've got a we've got a friend of the show, Doug Daddish. He played at Ohio State, and then he was a Tennessee Titan for a little while. He's been on the show what two, three times now, mm-hmm. and he was an offensive videos, lineman. And then videos. we've we've met a couple of other linemen through you know whether it's Shot Show or NRA, and they were big hunters and stuff. But it's like we seem to keep meeting linemen that are into guns, right? Because <laughs> they're big old country fed boys. Corn I, fed I guess that's boys. what it is. I don't know. I, you know, I think that is. I think a lot of them are, you know, it's just it's a lot of it's where these guys, you know, where they come from, what the, the, their exposure to it early on. Like anything is going to shape how you perceive it. If your exposure to firearms has been hunting and has been productive and, and safe and, and reasonable and whatnot, you know, you, you're not going to look at them. You're going to look at them as a tool and, and something that has a purpose and a good legitimate purpose. And if your experience has been, uh, you know, inner city or, you know, you've had friends that have been hurt by them, or I think you're going to take the other way of it, that they're dangerous, that they don't really have uh, a good, good use. And I, I think it's all just kind of where it comes up. And I, I don't know the stats on lineman versus skill position, <laughs> but yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it leans that way. Maybe your majority of big guys are, are going to come from a little more, you know, rural, backgrounds than, than what your skill guys are that certainly may be the case yeah we don't want to get uh, into stereotyping people so. <laughs> not on this show <laughs> that's to, to steer clear of that but obviously you know th- there are those you know factors you have to consider and and these are just again these are just my experiences and, and the the you sure. know the time 
iPad and locker rooms and whatnot. And one thing I will say, and not to blabber on, you guys can edit out whatever, but uh, speaking no, of... No, we, we like blabbering on. <laughs> it makes our job easy. <laughs> you look at this incognito, Richie Incognito and Martin, that whole thing, and, and the whole talk about locker rooms, what I found is, you know, locker rooms are extremely open places in terms of dialogue and whatnot. It, more so, I think, than people pr- really understand. So I say all this, you know, having had, you know, I'm not just shooting this off. I've talked to my teammates about it. I ask them these questions because, you know, I have relationships that allow me to ask these, whereas I, I may not outside of here mm-hmm. to ask these guys, guys that come from, I'm a white guy from, from a, a fairly, I guess you could say fairly rural place versus, you know, maybe a black teammate that grew up in, uh, you know, downtown uh, LA or Houston or wherever, mm-hmm. because I don't understand, you know, I don't know what his perception is. And I've been able to ask a lot of these guys that, and it's been, it's been good for me to understand these and and to know kind of what's going on with it and uh, you know maybe where it's going. Sure. Now, as far as football-wise, let's kind of talk that a little bit. You played for Gus Malzahn in high school, right? Right. And then my first year at Arkansas. Oh, he was he was at Arkansas then? Yeah, he was a blind – or what was he, offensive coach? Yeah, yeah he was a – Offensive coordinator by title. Now he like had some. He has some kind of like brilliant savant offensive mind or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say it. You know, he's his philosophy is extremely simple. Is uh, it's not the old. It's not the old. You know, ground and pound. It's not a West Coast style. It's just. It's it's very simple. It's very fast. Is about the best way to put it. But he is he is incredibly intelligent uh, when it comes to the game. Where did he go to after Arkansas? Did he go? You went to he, USC. Did he stay there? Or? No, he ended up at Tulsa. Okay. And he did a couple years at Tulsa under Todd Graham, who's the head coach at Arizona State now, and then left there. And that's when he went as a coordinator at Auburn under Gene Chizik. Okay. And went to Arkansas State for a season, and then now he's back at Auburn. Oh, that's right. He did go to Arkansas State. I remember that because yeah. all of a sudden we used to kill Arkansas State every year, and all of a sudden Arkansas State started beating the snot out of us for a year or two. They had Hugh Freeze, uh, who's at Ole Miss now. And yeah. And then, and then Gus right after him. So Wow. You're currently in San Antonio. Tell us, tell us a little bit about the team that you're with there. It's the San Antonio Talons of the Arena Football League. I was with San Jose last year back in Northern California. Got traded here. It's been interesting. Their owner went through some troubles last year and went through a divorce, and I think his money got tied up, and, and it was kind of a, a mess. Long and short is the, the league owns us now, so it keeps it pretty interesting around here, not having an owner and, and, and living under the thumb. But uh, I think we're going to be okay. We lost one on a last-second field goal Saturday and really didn't play all that well. We should have beat them. You know, so I'm hoping we can turn around. We had a little bit better week this week and can hopefully get straight. And for those of our listeners that don't understand, arena football is a shorter field, right? Yeah, it's a uh, it's essentially a hockey rink, which turns out is about a quarter of the area of a, of a big field. It's, it's 50 yards long. It's 26 yards wide. So it's about half and half either direction with eight eight yard end zones instead of 10 and then it has the big nets on the end did you know uh left hand that i was gonna try out for the nashville cats the year they shut them down (laughs) (laughs) my football experience is up until junior high so was i up until junior high and then i got really really tall and was force-fed basketball which i love basketball too but then i got in college and a buddy of mine who played college ball was talking to me about you know big guys with speed and stuff so i clocked my 40 time and it was like a 4840 well i'm 6 7 and 280 he was like you can run a 489 40 at that size you need to try out for an arena league team well at the time nashville cats had their football team so i started working out i was getting ready to go to tryouts and then they announced they were closing the team and moving away so never happened (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, I, I, I seriously actually thought about doing it too. Did you really? When they yeah, first came to town. Yeah. Cooler heads prevailed. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. I was going to say a bunch of them shut down in 2008. Yeah. So. And didn't the NFL get involved with them or buy part of the league or something? No, that may have been another league. They, that may have been the, the UFL or IFL or something like that. Oh, okay. I thought I remembered something. Oh, I remember it was Bud Adams bought the Cats. Oh, okay. Yeah, the owner of the Titans bought the Cats. It wasn't the NFL, but he bought Oh, what's his name owned them too? McGraw? Jerry Jones, Dallas Desperados, and uh, there's probably a couple more, I'm sure. You still have aspirations for the NFL, I'm sure. Yeah, right now I do. I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting that age where I'm, I'm looking. You know, I've started to work toward uh, you know, what I'd want to do as a career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously doing this part of the year, and then uh, so you know, that's still a goal. Uh, the biggest thing for me has just been getting film. As a backup last year at San Jose, played in 11 games and, and played decent, but the biggest thing is getting a starting job, which I have, and uh, and then getting the film on it. So hopefully I can get into camp this year. If not in the spring, then maybe into the summer. But we'll see what happens with it right now. I'm kind of working toward a long shot uh, in the Navy. This doesn't work out. So oh, nice. I've kind of got irons and, and – and a bunch of irons in the fire right now. Any particular specialty in the Navy? If I did it, I'd like, you know, I'd, I'd want to do Naval Special Warfare. Try uh, to go to Buds? Yeah. You know, like I said, there, I've got some hurdles on that one in terms of yeah, just Buds. <laughs> yeah, Buds. Buds That's is the biggest hurdle, hurdle you got. <laughs> Even just to get to that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got some stuff I need to get done, but I'm working on that and, and still have two years under the age limit. So my goal right now is to be in the best shape of, of my life by this time next year, at least. So... Are you, you know, doing anything special in your regime? Just a lot of hard work. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think there's any real trick to it. You know, you just you're not have, doing any kind of design or workout or anything like that. Then no, I'm doing. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Stu Smith, who's a former SEAL, whose workouts I've been following. I've I have several of his workout programs, and I've been doing one. I did one from about October uh, through January. Uh, it was awesome. You know, it was just it was kind of. Uh, buds pt preparation mm-hmm. um you know a lot of running push-ups pull-ups sit-ups uh all you know the whole deal my fitness in four months went went through the roof on that you know then i kind of taper back and start getting back into season mode but uh i heard I, I, sweating to the oldies is real good for getting ready for buds <laughs> so you know it, it just following that and then I, I tapered off a little bit just to get my arm back in shape throwing and whatnot and now i'm kind of starting to pick it back up again so like i said it's it's a year program that he has and by this time next year i hope to be kind of at the point where i could do what i need to do if, if i get the shot well it's kind of like and it may have been about the same time you played you remember glenn coffee played at alabama and then went to the 49ers i vaguely know the name okay he was like heisman candidate at, at alabama then he gets drafted by the 49ers was supposed to take over frank gore's job by his second year just said you know what forget it quit nfl join the army and i think the last i heard he was going to be a green beret he was in special forces training yeah so, I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting that is that's the way to do it yep. either way you choose you're going to be in shape if you keep up that workout oh yeah <laughs> you're going to be ready for either one of them and hey you know the nfl may come calling too look at what kurt warner did at the uh, arena <laughs> league yeah you never know you know like i said I, I would love to do that but either way i think i'd be pretty happy if i got a shot at either one of those so well if you're good and jake locker has another their mediocre year at the Titans, we may uh, make a little campaign going for you. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> at least you'll be close to home, right? <laughs> Don't wait till next year. Get it going. <laughs> Start it now. That'll work. Hey, well, one last question for you, and it's totally off subject completely. Any relation to Dave Mustaine? None whatsoever. But I'm, I'm sure maybe... <laughs> 
100, 200 years down the line, maybe. But That would be a kick-ass connection. <laughs> I get that question all the time. So for, our, for our listeners who don't know who Dave, Dave Mustaine, Mustaine is, was originally the perfect. original guitar player from Metallica and then went on to form Megadeth, and he's the lead yeah. singer for Megadeth. No, but that is probably the most common question about my name. I can imagine. EDC check. Oh, he's calling us out. He's called us out. All, All right. right. You go first since he called us out. All right. I have, which what we talked about earlier, the SIG P226 MK25 okay. FDE version. Oh. I changed the grips out. I got the the whole wraparound grips. Oh, you did put it on there. I did. They're awesome. That feels awesome. I know. I probably would like it better now. It's like one of those, uh, what are those beds with the mattresses? Called, you know? The Tempur-Pedics? Yeah, it's like a Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> For your hand. How do you like carrying that? How do I like carrying it? Yeah. I like it. Um when I'm when I'm hip carrying, I've as most people know our listeners know, I've been appendix carrying lately. And um it just depends on what I'm wearing on how I carry. Right. Um today I was wearing a jacket. I was wearing I was wearing it. It's like my Glock twenty two. I I carry a full size Glock before this one. Right. And there's no there's no difference to me as far as the feel goes. It's a little bit heavier, but that's about it. Yeah, that's, that's the difference. You got anything else? Uh, yeah, and then I've also got on my ankle, I'm carrying the Glock 23, and in my um, EDC bag, I'm carrying the Walther PPS. Cool. Awesome. Sweet. And then I've got my... Um, Cold Steel? No. Oh, you're... I've got Neptune my Neptune 37. 37 dog tags on. Yeah. Troll Hunter Mother Bleeper. <laughs> and the Moen Labe... Uh, Thing. We posted those on Facebook, so they're they're really cool. Check him out, Neptune thirty seven on Instagram. On Instagram, yep. And then my knife is the Tool Logic <laughs> with the <laughs> flashlight, the and, fire starter, uh-huh. and the rape whistle. The rape whistle. <laughs> Gotta have a rape whistle. <laughs> it's in my bag though, so that's why. I am carrying my Glock thirty in my Savoy leather. Ron Burgundy, stay classy, talking lead holster. Oh, both my holsters are um, Ronin holsters. Oh, okay. Kydex, custom made. Uh, actually, right now, I've still got some of the vet-made ammunition that we were shooting today, that company out of uh, Chapel Hill, Tennessee. I might rock somebody else's holster if they'd ever send me one. Would that be Savoie Leather? Uh, Savoie and... Frontline Tactical Defense. Yeah, Frontline. They're, that one should be coming. Yeah. I picked out a cool Savoie. color for, me, for you. Sav- oh, and I'm out of Savoie... Sauce, sauce, Savoisome sauce, Sa- Savoisome sauce. Do you yeah. follow him on uh, Instagram, Mitch? Uh, I did. I I may still. I I think I do still actually. The leather custom leather holsters. I mean, his stuff is unbelievable. It's like works of art. Um, yeah, oh, I have seen that. What's that sauce taste like? I wondered that. Dude, we got it. He 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 Heaven. started it just for like a promotional thing. You know, something else with Savoie. It's like happiness in your mouth. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> It's good. I put it on a like, tombstone pizza last night, but the last of it. Yeah, I, I went through tomb, a bottle in mm. less than a week. Kind of. Right. I, I told him it's crack. I'm gonna, he's gonna. I'm gonna make him pay for my Savoisome sauce rehab. And he makes all that. He doesn't rebrand anything. No, he rebrands it. He, oh, has, okay. he has a couple, but he came up with the the flavors. He just had. Somebody oh, you know make what I saw? What's that? Reaper's got uh, two hot sauces out now. Oh, really? Yes. I'm gonna have to check those out too. Yeah, Reaper Outdoors. I guess. I guess they're Ron's. Yeah. I guess Ron made them. Uh, talking lead just can't have a sauce. Just the name wouldn't fit with food. Talking lead. So anyway, oh, we could make it work. Got my Glock 30 and my Savoy leather holster. I have my Sog Trident knife, and that's it. Yeah. That's what it. about your shirt? Oh, I got my 1776 United shirt on, which we're got a little announcement it says, coming. With when that. the government fears the people, 
there is there liberty. There is liberty. So awesome who makes shirt. that shirt? 1776, 1776 United. United. Oh, that's right. Okay, I've heard of them. I'll, I'll, I'll tag you in one of their posts. You need to follow those guys. Okay. Uh, what about you, Mitch? What do you carry? I have a uh, Glock 17 full size within a... Uh, I have a Raven Vanguard 2 that I carried in, and then the uh, NCOG, the G-Code NCOG. Okay. Oh, G-Code NCOG. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's just pretty simple deal, but it has the tactical fuzz on it. I ordered that before a good buddy of mine now does custom holster making in Phoenix. But before I uh, knew about that, before I met him, I, I ordered this, and it's been my go-to ever since. And the Vanguard 2 is pretty good. It's you know, low profile, just covers the trigger guard. The knife is a Spyderco Tenacious. That's about it. I have a, uh, the EDC key ring from uh, Kaufman Mercantile, which has you know the screwdriver, tweezers, and... A little multi-tool? Yeah, like a little mini pry bar. You got a rake so, whistle on it? <laughs> I don't, but on... Dude, uh, you got to get bed, one. Guy, you're in your profession. You got to well, have, have one. I have one on my, uh, on my snorkel. And then I have one on my my plate carrier. Wait, so did I'm you not- just say you have a rape whistle on your snorkel? Yeah, it's attached. It's an yeah. anti-dolphin rape whistle, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I've got one on mine, too. You scuba dive, I take it. Those dolphins get crazy. Uh, you know, I, I, I actually have They're it. They're horny. For- They're like one of the horniest animals, like next to monkeys and <laughs> humans. So I, I, I haven't confirmed that's what it is, but that's what I've assumed. That's what it is. It is incredibly loud. Really? <laughs> Does yeah, it work underwater? Yeah. Wow. Well, I haven't tried it underwater. Above water, it's deafening. So Wow. It's also um, a rescue whistle. You yeah, know, if you want to look at it that way. I was going to say, you can get caught out in the ocean. You may need you it. Know, I always wonder, though. I'm like, you know, if, if dolphins come help you, save you from the sharks, who saves you from the dolphins? So. <laughs> Your dolphin rape They're just going to love you to death. I rape whistle, but uh, I hope I never have to use it out there. So, That's cool. I scuba dive also. I, You know, I haven't scuba. I want to get certified uh, as well as skydive, but... Uh, you know, I've, I started swimming. I have the rocket fins one. Like I said, just in preparation for uh, the swim portion of, of that BUDS yeah. test if I ever get to take it. I had an opportunity to go skydiving like two months ago. I pushed yeah. out. I think I towed. Didn't I? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I'm too damn big. I can't find a place that'll do anybody over 250 pounds. Really? Yeah. Well, tandem at least. Aren't That's the places, way you have to do it. Aren't there places you can do like like classroom training and do a solo jump on your first out? If there is, I want to find it. I haven't heard of it. I want to say the one close to my house used to do that. They may not, but I, I may have totally just made that up. So, <laughs> hey, well, you good. got me excited for you a got second. people googling it now. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, but I, I would imagine there's maybe some sort of program you could do. Well, the thing we were kind of hinting to when we were talking about the shirt, uh, the 1717, 1776 United shirt, is we've got a collaboration coming soon. 1776 United. Get it out, dude. 1776 Strawberry Ale. 1776 United, the t shirt manufacturer, one of the biggest around when it comes to Second Amendment uh, clothing. Right. They have 75,000 Instagram and accessories, is going to start handling all talking lead merchandise manufacturing. So, our new merchandiser. Yep, so pretty soon they're going to be designing some talking lead stuff for us. Uh, patches, we're going to have patches coming, maybe even beer it's koozies. Input. Yeah. Beer koozies. Uh, so what's, uh, what, what are you thinking for patches? Are you, what are you like uh, in terms of color schemes? And, and Oh, dude, we're going to do all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a handful. All if right. you have ideas, if you got some give ideas, send them to them. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes yeah. for the lead heads, too. 
Send yep. us send us your ideas. If you have any design ideas, send them to us. If it works out, maybe we'll send you some free ones. Okay. Uh, so y'all be on the lookout for that. We're going to announce when actually stuff is posted. You can't go buy anything there we'll yet. Be, uh, we're definitely going to have the links and everything. Yep. Should be next week sometime. So we'll be good to At least with our Talking Lead logo shirt, you'll be able to get next week. And then we've got some surprise stuff coming with them. We've still too. got some of the first run uh, original Talking Lead shirts. Mm-hmm. If you the want larger order sizes, right? Uh, XL and up right now. XL and XXL and three X. Is that how high you go? We have like one three X left. But yeah, so we still got some of those available. So as far as trivia goes, uh, we're gonna have a Mitch Mustaine related trivia. And as we know, he plays for the San Antonio Talons now at quarterback. And the question is gonna be: What number is Mitch Mustaine? And what are the team colors? What are the Talons' colors? And just for the heck of it, tell us what their mascot is. The talons. <laughs> yeah, but what is it? They're the claws of a bird. There are many animals that have talons. They're, they're claws of a bird. What kind of bird is it? <laughs> y'all, y'all need to have like one of the big furry mascots that's just a giant claw. One claw. <laughs> what is it? I think it's just like a giant blue jay right now. Dinosaurs had, <laughs> a blue jay. Dinosaurs had talons also. Well, that's true. Good point. But I, there's actually a bird on there. <laughs> On their little logo, so yeah, well, we don't. We're assuming it's Falcons because it's well, there in the Air Force. See, look, what you gave it away. The, we didn't ask who the. That's not part of the trivia. Yeah, it was. No, now it was, it's not. What's their color? It up. <laughs> <laughs> their colors and what number does he wear? So look that up, and the winner Wham. when we do the drawing will get some San Antonio talent. And swag. speaking of winners of trivia. We've got some winners to announce. Oh, yes, that's right. We have an Argo J winner. Yes, and that is... And the question was, in his video with uh, Coasty Mike, Mm -hmm. what morale patch was Argo wearing on his plate carrier? And what's the history behind that saying? And the morale patch was... (laughs) Yo Couch, which that's, of course... From the Chappelle Show. From the Chappelle Show. It's... Y O wait, f**k's the one we got to. <laughs> yeah, f**k's yo couch, f**k yo couch. <laughs> Anyways, it's from a skit that Chappelle Show did where Rick James is on Eddie Murphy's couch and he says something about his feet on the couch and he screams f**k yo couch and stomps on it more. Yeah. So that's where it's from. And the winner, uh, we actually had a few come up, and the yeah, winner after we drew was John G on Facebook. So John G, send us your contact information on Read Facebook. his elaborate answer. Actually, he did pretty good. It said, Argo J trivia question, fuck your couch, morale patch, is what he is wearing. It came from a Rick James sketch from the Dave Chappelle show, found some Urban Dictionary wiki definitions as showing disdain towards a person or group <laughs> by mentioning or motioning to their couch. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He actually has a definition. So John G on Facebook, definitely send us your information and we'll get you that uh, Argo J t-shirt. And then we also have a winner for Adams, Adam Peeney. Oh. LWRC's trivia question. Who was that? Uh, which the question was, was the overall link of the PDW with the stock extended? Mm-hmm. It's 24.6 inches. Okay. And John F. And where did he answer? Facebook? Uh, he Yeah, he answered through Facebook. All right, so John F., make sure you get us your contact information. We'll make sure you get that LWRC swag. Like I said, this week's trivia question, what number is Mitch Mustaine for the San Antonio Talons, and what is his color, or what are the team's colors? And you'll get some Talon swag with that, too. So now it's time to thank our sponsors. We'd like to thank... ICE training, ICE training.us. 
U.S. Elite Gear, us-elitegear.com. All or Nothing Tattoo Studios. That's allornothingtattoo.com. And their very gun-friendly merchandise store, strangleholdmerch.com. HG Press, holder and green professional real estate services for all your Middle Tennessee real estate needs. Give those gun-friendly guys a call at... 1-800-615-1840, extension... Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Two, 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 two. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Yeah, sure. Okay. And that 800 number is a real number, by the way, guys. So, <laughs> seriously, if you have Middle Tennessee uh, real estate needs, give them a call. Mitch, thanks for coming on the show, man. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, it was awesome. I appreciate you having me, guys. Anytime, man. You're welcome back anytime. And if you're in the Nashville area, give us a call. Look we'll us up, man. Sling some lead, man. Absolutely. I will. And as always, left hand, keep your loved ones, ones close, close and your firearms closer. closer.